Welcome to Beyond the Scoreboard. My name is Raven Moore, and I'm the high school sports reporter for the Iowa City Press Citizen. In this new podcast, we hope to go beyond the playing fields to further shine a light on the talented athletes, coaches, and teams in town, as well as in surrounding areas. To accomplish that, we will pick the best female and male athletes from the previous week, as well as pick the teams that had the best showing. To close things out, we will highlight a specific player, team, or game that deserves a more in-depth look. And this week, that spotlight will be on the Regina Regals football team. Well known for their postseason success, the Regals hope to keep that tradition alive this week as they face Pella Christian in the first round of the playoffs. How do they accomplish that? Well, I got the chance to speak with their head coach, Jason Dumont, and star linebacker, Ronan Poynton, to try to answer those questions and more. But first, let's do Athletes of the Week, starting with the girls' side. That's going to go to West High sophomore setter Emma Stemeyer. During Tuesday night's 3-1 first-round regional victory over Waterloo East, Stemeyer led her team in assists and aces. All the more impressive that she's done so as she's recovered from an MCL sprain. Following the game, I got the chance to speak with her about her recovery and her hopes for the Trojans of of their Wednesday night matchup against Johnston in the regional semifinals. First things first, so I know that you suffered an injury earlier in the year. What was that injury, first time? Uh, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was just a sprained MCL. Nice! Um, so I was out for like... Uh, two or three weeks, but um, I injured the same knee about four months earlier, and I was out for like a few months. Right. But um, I was back better than ever, and I was so excited to play. Yeah, and so how has it been kind of playing on that knee, and even still having that much success? Um, it, it was scary at first because I was like, I've injured it twice, I don't want to keep injuring it, but my coaches, my parents, no. the doctors, they're just like, you Wearing a brace, you'll feel so much more comfortable. You'll um, be able to jump and you won't feel. It was more like a comfort thing for yeah. me. It wasn't necessarily like a, it'll protect your knee, but um, the first few times it was a little weird. Um, but I got back to it and I was just, I was excited to be back and playing 100%. Absolutely. And kind of talking about being 100%, it is now 100% sure that you guys are advancing to the regional semifinals. How does that feel? I'm really excited. I know Johnston's a good team and I know they're going to come out and they're going to swing as hard as they can, but I know we can do the same and we have such good defense and we're really scrappy and we're just getting better every game. Absolutely. You kind of talked about being scrappy. You guys had a really scrappy performance tonight. Just kind of talk about how you feel like the team and then you individually perform. I think the team entirely, we want to win. We want to do our very best. So I think we're just all ready to go on the floor and get anything up that we need to. And I think when we make mistakes, we get frustrated. But I know that we can come back from them. And I know that the team wants to come back because, you know, we dropped the third set, which we didn't want to. We wanted to go 3-0. But um, we knew how to fight back and we knew what we needed to do. Absolutely. And then what about you individually? I know you had multiple different aces, a lot of assists. How did you feel like you performed tonight? I think it was up and kind of up and down. I mm-hmm. think sometimes I try to push plays that maybe weren't the smartest, yeah. but maybe I think my hitters can get there, yeah. but sometimes the set isn't in the correct spot. And I just know that going back to the basics really helps. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Malay, she can run that really kick um, back row attack. And I knew I could use her when I needed to. And yeah. Um, Sophia, she's just really good on slides, and I love setting her. Yeah. Um, and I knew that this game I needed to be more aggressive as a setter, so attacking when I needed to mm-hmm. was uh, really helpful for the blockers to 
kind of be confused on yep. the other side to open up some hitting spots for my hitters. Absolutely. And then this last question for me. As you mentioned, you guys are going to be taking on Johnson on Wednesday. What are some lessons that you hope to take away from tonight into that game? Definitely when we get down on ourselves, we need to pull back right away. I think we get really frustrated and kind of focus in on the mistakes that we need to fix instead of just moving on, going to the next point, and just playing as hard as we can. Our top girls team of the week will go to the Seoul Spartans volleyball team who have advanced to the regional finals for the first time since 2014 after sweeping Williamsburg in the first round and albeit in the regional semifinals. Moving on to the boys' side of things, athlete of the week is going to go to City High senior football player Ben Keeter, who had six touchdowns in the Little Hawks' 55-6 victory over Davenport West. He had three rushing touchdowns, two touchdown receptions, and a kickoff return for a score. Our top boys' team of the week will go to the Liberty Lightning football team. Not only did last week's 29-28 win over Burlington earn them a Class 4A District 3 championship, but was a prime example of the team's heart. Following an injury to their starting quarterback, Graham Beckman, junior Cody Nichols stepped up when the team needed him most. With less than 84 seconds left in the game, Nichols completed the 65-yard touchdown pass to Wyatt Williams, and then with the subsequent two-point conversion pass to tight end Christian Barney, helped earn his team the big victory. Just two years removed from being state champions, the Regina Regals have a chance to get back atop the mountain by running through their fellow Class 1A competition in the playoffs. Returning from that championship team is current head coach and former defensive coordinator Jason Dumont and starting senior linebacker Ronan Poynton. Ahead of Friday's first-round game against Pella Christian, I spoke with both of them about what it's going to take to make it back to the Dome. The first interview you're going to hear is my chat with Coach Dumont. Coach, you have been a big part of the Regina Regal success for the past several years. What do you think it is about the Regals that has led to you guys having so much success in the postseason? Well, you know, when we first took over 16, 17 years ago, um, you know, we really worked hard on our weight program. There was there was a weight program that was kind of loosey-goosey. Um, you know, we hired a full-time strength coach. At that time, it was Alex Canellas. And then when Alex moved on, we hired Phil. So, you know, I, and I, I would venture to guess we were one of the first smaller schools in the state to commit to a full-time strength coach. And that helped not only our football program, but you look across the board at our women's athletics, girls' athletics, and all other sports. You know, there's quite a few success stories in the postseason there. Uh, that certainly helped a lot. And then, you know, the crew that Marv put together initially consisted of him, me, Ed Hinkle, Mike Franklin, Alex, you know, all guys who had had some success at the college level. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, Marv at the, at the NFL level. So the expectation was set pretty high. And, you know, we, we've always talked about, you know, why not us? You know, if we're going to do it, let's be the best. You know, put your name on it. Let's be the best at what we do. And I think that culture just really has helped a lot. And then we were blessed with some great, great, great talent there for several years. Um, you know, in the midst of our six in a row, uh, you know, it wasn't just we won six in a row. We played in eight straight championship games. Um, we played in, I don't know, 10 or 11 championship games out of my 16 or 17 years here. So, 
you know, everybody wants to talk about the ones we won, but there was a lot of we played in it, and that was a lot of success as well. So you set that precedent, you set that expectation, and it becomes kind of the norm, just like anything. Yeah, and you know, kind of talking about that precedent and the success that you guys have had. I mean, most recently you guys hoisted a state championship trophy back in 2020. And luckily, a good amount of your current roster were a part of that championship winning team. So how do you feel like having players who are used to being in that a bit bit more pressure-filled environment will help you guys out this year? Well, you know, and I'll just, I'll I'll talk to it from the aspect of when you, you know, first make it a deep run in the playoffs or get in the playoffs, you know, that's new to a lot of kids. They've never been there before. And fortunately, with the tradition that we've built over the years, and I'll just use my son's class as an example, you know, we started 11 juniors on offense against Durant. And we'll probably start 11 juniors on offense tomorrow night against Ella. Some of that's due to injuries and some of that's due to some growth and some younger players. Uh, a lot of it's due to graduation from last year. But all of those kids got to experience, and several of them played in, um, you know, the semifinal and the state championship game that year. So they were around it. Uh, so it's nothing new to them. It's not, it's exciting, but it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our senior class, Ronan Point, played in that state championship game. Uh, Jack Cherney, who's injured, who started in that state championship. So we're lucky from that aspect. It um, helps prepare these younger kids so when they get there, uh, they've been there before. And, you know, you can't put enough emphasis on how valuable it is to have that postseason play and to experience that for the younger kids. And a lot of our younger kids, too, they come along in the playoff squad. But that's one, two, four, five extra practice that they get that they wouldn't otherwise have. And you'll see the growth and development in those kids that eventually helps the following years. Yeah, and kind of talking about getting, you know, some more of those extra reps, kind of looking back at your guys' five and three regular season, what are some things that you're hoping to kind of build upon from what you saw in, in those eight weeks into the postseason? Yeah, well, number one, we're going to try and stay healthy, right? So the Williamsburg game, you know, that's the best team in two ways, my guess. Uh, I'll be surprised if they don't win it. Uh, we've always had a tradition of Regina over the years of scheduling up to a larger school, and we've never really backed down from anybody. And our thought has always been win or lose. Those are the games that are going to make you better later on. Um, and then we got beat up in a hurry. Uh, we had four starters out from the Minneapolis game, really five, um, because Jack Tierney the Oscar and the Curry game. And when you've got like 39 kids, nine through 12, you lose four starters, it hurts. It hurts at any level, but especially at a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we've got some of those kids back. Unfortunately, we lost Jack for the year. And then West Branch is just a really good football team. Right. They just are. So, um, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that's played a harder schedule than us and all of Class 1A as far as scheduling up and playing the Wade's Birds, playing the Big Prairies of the world. Um, and I think that's going to pay some dividends, hopefully pay some dividends here uh, over the next two or three weeks. And listen, I, I told the kids, we're going to go as far as, as they'll carry us. Yeah. We fixed some things, um, some mental mistakes. Um, I've never questioned this team's 
heart and how hard they play. They play as hard as any team you've ever had. Um, just when you're playing a lot of younger kids, uh, you're going to have mental mistakes. And we, we really tried to focus on that. I think we're getting a little bit better at the week, but we're going to go as far as our mental mistakes allow us to go, right? Uh, you look at the West Branch game. We started out six possessions first and 15. You can't do that. And they were all mental mistakes. Yeah. They were jumping off sides. They were illegal motions. They're not lining up right. And, uh, you know, the odds on first and 15 aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and the playbook gets, gets pretty narrow at that point. Um, second and fives, you can start opening the playbook. And I think you saw that at Durant. We really tried to focus on, hey, we've got to get ourselves second four, second fives, second shorts, manageable downs where then Coach Hinkle can open up the playbook. First uh, and 15 ends up second and 11, and that's not a good down. You're absolutely right. So just a couple more questions for me. So there's such a common saying in just any realm of having success that as hard as it is to get on top, it's harder to stay on top. And as, yeah. as someone like you mentioned, who's been around the organization for nearly two decades, you guys have seen a lot of time at the top. So what's it going to take for you guys to get back to the level that you believe that this team should be at? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is year in and year out to make it back to the dome and compete at that level. It's not easy. And I shared this story with the kids this week, and Ed and I were talking about it. You know, Ed and I are kind of the, the two guys left from the original crew. Mm-hmm. You know, we played in two straight, um, we won six, we played in our seventh and eighth championship. I can't remember the years, like 15, 16, 16, 17, I don't know. It becomes a blur at my age. But we barely made it out of the first round of the playoffs to make it to our seventh championship. The team we were playing, I can't remember who it was, had to miss a field goal in regulation and an extra point in overtime. We should have been beaten in that game. We go on to play in the state championship. The next year, Pella Christian had us on the ropes, had a really good kicker. They were driving, they were in field goal range, and we had to get an interception late to seal that deal. So, and, and I could give you more examples in years where we actually won the state championship where we barely made it out of the quarterfinals. So it's not easy. It's very, very, very difficult. And ultimately, when you're in the playoffs, you're playing good football teams. Yeah. And Raven, it's going to come down to one, two, five plays a game. And as I said, we've had several teams that have gone on to play in the semifinals of the championship. We made it to the semifinals one year. Nepo should have beat us down at Minneapolis. They should have beat us. We had a bus to play a guy wide open. They overthrew him, right? right? Otherwise, we go home and we end up playing in the semifinals this year, that year. So it's very difficult. You got to remind the kids that hey, you know the ball the ball has to bounce your way a few times to make it that far. But you know, it's like I tell the kids: it's amazing. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Right. So um, we're focusing on doing your job and working hard. Absolutely. And then just last question for me, you kind of touched on, you know, sometimes luck is involved. Um, so for you, even though you know that luck is involved, how are you guys getting your players prepared for this week? Is there a different conversation or different preparation because they, you know that this is a winner go home situation? Or are you guys keeping things pretty much the same as it was in the previous few weeks? Well, 
you know, any coach that tells you that they keep things uh, the same is, is just probably lying to you, frankly. <laughs> it is win or go home. Everybody knows that. Um, and to just tell the kids, hey, it's business as usual, they're not stupid. Right. Uh, they know it's not. And it, it is win or go home. And actually, we started talking to them about that last week versus Durant because that game was for the three of the four seed. And there's a big difference this year when you look at our district versus other districts between the three and the four seed. Um, so we kind of started that talk last week that it matters. And um, we just have to focus one play at a time, one game at a time, and really not going to look ahead. And, and frankly, during the season, there's probably a game or two you play where you're probably going to win fairly easily. Now, this year it didn't seem that way in our district. Well, you can look ahead a little bit and you can start maybe prepping for two weeks down the road. Mm -hmm. And you just can't do that in the playoffs. Pilot Christian's got an excellent, excellent team and an excellent tradition. So we're going to have to show up ready to play. Yeah, I mean, first off, it's just awesome to be a part of. But um, I think definitely is the mentality. You know, I, I, I see it throughout all the guys. You, you don't really have to motivate us. Uh, and I'm not trying to sound ignorant or whatever or cocky, but it's, it's really, I mean, it's a Monday morning and people are willing to lift and, and, and set the tone throughout the whole week. And it's really awesome to be a part of, like, you know, um, from a leadership standpoint, um, I don't really have to be that vocal. I mean, I, it's good to, but I, it's just these, my teammates and my friends are just motivated to get in there and, you know, get after it every day you know uh we've obviously had losses but you know that's just around that chip on our shoulder so I, I just really think it's awesome because everyone is always motivated and it comes from i think just great coaching as well you know yeah and you know kind of talking about being motivated i mean i'm sure it's even easier to be motivated when i mean in your own experience you guys have won a state championship back in 2020 so for the rest of your teammates who weren't a part of that championship winning team what are some messages you're tra you're trying to relay to those guys to understand the importance of the playoffs in the moment yeah i mean um we know where we need to get to in order to win that state title and you know i you know, uh, again, it goes back to, I don't really have to motivate them, but every once in a while, you know, we, we still know the standard and we still know what we need to get to. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just going back to it. Most of those guys on the team that are playing right now were freshmen when, when we won that state title. So they did get a look to see it a little bit. And it's awesome that they get brought up with in the travel squad. But, you know, uh, most of us know the standard already, you know, and it's, it's fun to just go out there and play ball. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just awesome. You know, I, I, I don't really have to do much <laughs> in, in a sense, but you know, I, I, I love to, I love to be a part of it, you know, and I just think, um, we just know the standard. Our motto is doing our job, every play, doing your job. And, uh, everybody knows that. And so when we do our job, our individual job, you know, we protect everybody else and we do everybody else's job in a sense. So, yeah, I, I think we just know the standard and we know where we need to get to. Absolutely. You know, continuing on with that conversation, I mean, you touched on a little bit earlier about the regular season where you guys have had some highs and lows. But as you know, once the postseason starts, it's like a completely blank slate. So what are you hoping to see from your team starting on Friday? 
Uh, man, I'm just really excited because we get to go on the road where not a lot of people are predicting us to win, and it's just just go out there and play football. You know, it's nothing new we've seen. they got some good players, but, you know, not a lot of people are, are expecting us to win, so that chip on our shoulder would just grow, you know, and, and we've seen it on articles or on uh, social media of, of people not really betting on us, and, you know, I'm, I'm personally glad that people aren't because then um, – then that thinks that our opposing team has us, and and you know, oftentimes they don't, you know. So it's it's just awesome. I'm happy. I'm motivated, and I know my team is. Um, I know we're ready. Um, it's just awesome. That chip on our shoulder just grows. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because you know the way you describe it is kind of like you guys are going from the hunter. Well, I'm sorry, going from the hunted to the hunter. So what's it like, kind of being going from a team that was always expected to win games and it's very rare that you guys lose. So whenever you do, it's considered an upset to being on the up opposite side, trying to get upsets against other teams. Yeah. I mean, there's good and bad with it, you know, um, because then it shows, you know, we've had so much success. And then once you start losing, I mean, we're five and three. Now we're like, okay, there's something we've obviously done wrong. Um, from the, you know, we haven't had this record really in the past, but that's okay. You know, then that just motivates us to get even better every play and do our job. And, and really take in everything, you know, study the playbook, you know, talk to our teammates, um, um, get that mentality right in, uh, in a place where we need to win and uh, be successful. So I, I think uh, I think we're ready and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then just last question for me, you know, with the success that Regina has accumulated over the years, I mean, it's clear that you guys know what it takes to get to the top, but it's so difficult to stay there. So in your opinion, what do you think it's going to take for you guys, not just on Friday, but if you guys continue to win in the coming weeks to continue to get back to the place where you want to be to bring home another state championship? Yeah, I think what's what's at stake and what we need to do is again, I, I mean, we've had this motto, and I really love it, is just doing your job. Because sometimes I feel like when we have younger guys playing, which we do, um, I think they, they see it on a broad scale, like, oh, I have to do this or that or that. And in reality, you don't have to go in there trying to make every play and satisfy everybody. You just have to do your individual, individual job. And I think that's what you need to do to get to a state title, is trust that everyone else is doing their job. So you don't have to do too much. You can just do what you do best. You know, understand your assignments, your keys, your techniques. And, uh, I mean, just have that chip on your shoulder mentality and um, be positive. You know, never get out of the game. You're never too high. You're never too low. You know, that's what we preach a lot, too. And it's it's just really fun. And I think uh, I think we can make a really good push if we do those things. As previously mentioned, the Regina Regals will get their first taste of playoff action this Friday when they head up to Pella to face Pella Christian in the first round. From Beyond the Scoreboard, I'm Raven Moore. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next time.